comes the bride with a knife that's one inch wide. Where is the groom dead in the dressing room? Stabbed in the heart because death do us part. Hello and welcome to Death Do Us Part. I'm Laura. And I'm Jeremy. And today, in honor of the swimming that we wish we could be doing, we have summertime swimming complaints. All the complaints. And I have to say, we were just chatting before, like, we started, and your podcast voice, like, when you, like, you're ready to go versus your, I'm just chatting on the webcam voice (laughs) is way different. I think um, whenever we do this, like, the intro voice, because, like, that's when you're starting is different. And then when we actually start talking back and forth, I, like, revert and then just start talking like my normal self again. Oh, yeah. So, By like, the time we first... get to minute 45, I'm I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> my first, like, three sentences are, like, real strong, and it goes downhill from there. I also sure. had, like, a work presentation um, today, so I spoke in my, like podcast presentation voice for an hour and a half straight while having a video camera on me while hiding from my cats and my son so yep i can't tell if i'm like amped up or tired i always feel real good after a good presentation but doing like a video call presentation is not the same as like an in-person presentation no, like you feel a little like I still felt pretty good afterwards. I was like, yeah, that went great. They had a question and I like dominated it. But then at the same time, like while you're presenting, you can see yourself in like the bottom corner. So oh, yeah. you're like you're always checking your hair and, and making sure well, you're, you're like concentrating on your presentation, concentrating <laughs> on the material, concentrating on answering questions, concentrating on how stupid your mouth looks yep. like the whole time. And I just I have like video call fatigue because we have so many video calls and it's like just this added stress that makes it so much more exhausting Mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with swimming. It has nothing to do with swimming. But I will say I noticed like in that little thumbnail video when I'm on a long video call, I'll start to like slouch in my chair and my head will go sideways and I'll see it. I'm like, that looks stupid. Is that what I do? Is that how I sit? So it makes my posture a little bit better. Oh, I constantly think about that. I'm like, whoa, like I tucked my hair behind my ear and like my ear looks huge right now. So then I'll like (laughs) untuck my hair. And the next thing I know, I'm like leaning like this and I I, like rest my face on my chin a lot. And then I'll like look and I look like I'm some pouty eight year old in this little thumbprint. And I'm like, oh, my God, please stop doing that. Oh, that's funny. And I'm not like pouting. I'm just like listening intently. But um, so, yeah. Let's talk about our pool complaints. Our um, community, well, not ours, but like the community pool that we use is currently closed. I was planning on um, Calvin taking some swim lessons this year, but those seem to be currently not happening either. I, I am a little hopeful because it's outside and sometimes it's 105 degrees that maybe they're like, you know what? It's probably okay. I mean, there's enough chlorine in that pool. The only I was going to say cl- chlorine only- kills everything. exactly but there's a lot of hands-on with the teachers because they're teaching them how to swim and they can't drown so they need to touch them and lift them out of the water (laughs) so that's the the, yeah i'm not sure if they will with swimming like the second you get your if you're wearing a mask the second you get your mask wet like 
it's basically useless at that point and probably eight times more annoying. So you can't really like wear a mask in a pool and feel like it's going to do anything. Yeah. You'd have to wear like scuba gear. So you're breathing an oxygen tank. Yeah. (laughs) It could get ridiculous. But it is getting a lot warmer. So I thought we would reminisce back on the days when we could go to the pool um well we can hope that our patrons are able to swim this summer if they have a pool or have access to the beach um hopefully they can go swimming especially sarah air at sarah's smile 83 was this the worst transition ever um jimmy fuquay (laughs) at the jimmy fuquay and burn at murder of podcast we thank our patrons always and you can find us at death do his part podcast.com at ddupcast on our socials and email us at ddup.podcast at gmail Um, I don't think it was the worst, but I also should thank you because I have lost all brain cells and was just plowing straight on. (laughs) It's always at the top of my notes because that way I won't forget. Otherwise, I would. Uh, um, So my, my first complaint actually isn't completely to do with the pool. So it's something that kind of bothers me even now while we're stuck at home and not going to the pool. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is Nick's total disregard for sunscreen oh yeah uh he is like just one step above wonder bread colored like the outside (laughs) the crust of wonder bread i suppose um but he's like it's not so much that he just doesn't thank you for the new nickname for him by the way wonder bread they call him wonder bread he's not gonna get it i'm writing writing it down right now wonder bread (laughs) um so he um it's it's not that he like is against sunscreen but i think it's just a level of laziness he'll be like oh i have a hat on i'll be fine and he like won't put it on or we'll put it on at the beginning and then if i'm like reapplying it he uh just won't and he very often gets sunburnt well he gets Um, sunburnt easy too so easy so i feel like the back of his neck like i get redneck because he's just his, the back of his neck is always sunburned it is always red um the worst was the first time we went to hawaii this is like four years ago but um he we like were out at the beach or something or snorkeling i want to say during the day and he of course got super super sunburned and then that afternoon and night we were going to a luau and he had only brought a red Hawaiian shirt to wear. So he just looked like this like bright red beacon stoplight. Oh, um, and I have, they took like these professional photos and I bought one because I looked really good in it. And like, I look totally normal colored. And then he is just like, so outstandingly red next to me. That's fantastic. That's pretty funny. Um, so then the other thing he does is um, stuff at the pool or just in general in life uh, that like technically you should be doing or stuff that you definitely wouldn't want your children doing. Oh, yeah. So like splashing people in the face, um, running, going in the spa. I think it a perfect example of something not pool related. But what happened today was he was like throwing toys like i think he was like shooting them like he was trying to shoot them into the bin where they go um yep so we're putting them away but then you know our son is two and he just starts chucking hard plastic (laughs) fisher price like whatever those little people zoo animals at me and i was like um i'm sorry 
And then, so then he has to like backtrack because like immediately whenever Nicholas does something, like all the kids either want to do what daddy's doing or they either want to do what uncle Nick is doing. And they just like gravitate and like immediately follow what he's doing. And you're just like, oh, why are you such a problem causer? They can sense out bad habits. And, and for some reason, those are much easier for kids to pick up than like good habits. <laughs> That's because like, they're like fun. Why is it? Why is that? Why are the bad ways to do things the more fun ways? Throwing toys is way more fun than walking and setting them in a box. I mean, that's just a fact. Yep. So he's definitely an instigator. That's for sure. Yes, that is the word. So I have a couple pet peeves. Uh, The first is that it, it takes Kelly approximately one hour just to get in the pool all the way. Because it's inevitably too cold. It's it's not the same temperature as the air. So, therefore, you have to go in one toe at a time. Well, that's kind of the point, is that it's not the same temperature as the air. Because if it was just the same temperature as the air, it would be so hot. You'd be like, why am I just sitting in this weird, tepid bathtub? Totally agree. But, yeah, so she takes a long time. So, I'm, like, dealing with all the kids. and like, well, you can get in the pool and help. And... Half an hour later, it's like, okay, it's time to go. <laughs> She's halfway in. That's a little bit of an exaggeration, but not that much of an exaggeration. No, I remember like being kids and I would like run and like just jump in the deep end and be like, woohoo, pool. And she'd yeah. be like sitting on the second step for 20 more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I am. Like you go to the ocean, I just dive right in. And in our side of the country, the ocean's always so freaking cold. But that's just the best way to do it, in my opinion. But each their own my my other pool related pet peeve is that i've always wanted to go skinny dipping and we've had a couple of opportunities where it would have been possible but whenever i proposed it she was like no i'm not doing that i'm like it's 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 a low risk form of rule breaking (laughs) and there's really like no consequences i mean if you're in a pool with a bathing suit you're you're basically exposed to everything anyway so there's really no difference but she's like, no, not going to do that. And I was like, well, now our opportunities are getting impossible. That's true because so we've kind of if, lost um, the chance until the kids are older and we can ditch them. And then we're just old people in the pool. Is that a, <laughs> I think it's more forgivable, maybe. I'm not sure. I'll let you know. I'm not sure that's more forgivable. Um, <laughs> but like if anybody starts coming, you just like jump out and grab your towel. Like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. A, nobody knows what's under the towel. It's not a big deal. Nope. You just get out and you just be proud. I mean, whatever. Well, then they might call the police on you for indecent exposure, particularly if it's a public pool. Yeah, I guess that's true. And then you might be registered as like a sex offender. No, I know. And my logical brain went through all those scenarios, but I'm like, it's it's such a low possibility. And, yes. And you could just do that, right? You could just get out, get your towel on and just fucking book it. Yeah. As long as there's not a cop um, on that street, you're fine. So I did it in Palm Springs. This is when I was like a June, sophomore, freshman, very long time ago in college. Yep. And it was, but it was like Palm Springs in like August. So was, no one else was in Palm Springs. Because <laughs> it was 113 degrees or something. Oh, speaking of when the water is the same temperature as the air, Ugh. it was like being in a bathtub. Nasty. But um, yeah, I mean, not hard, but also, is it worth it? Probably not. No, probably not. But at least it, I could check it <laughs> off the list. 
So that That's way, true. If it's when on we play your some stupid uh, uh, game of have you whatever that is three three trees oh, in a lie. Never. I could be like, yeah, I've done that. I'm not a total square, but whatever. Three truths and a lie, or like never have I ever, where you like put your finger down if you've done it. Yeah, that's it. that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. So anyway, those are my pretty moderate pool pet peeves. <laughs> Not a whole lot to um, complain about, but. No, I mean, uh, you definitely don't have as much to complain about as the next people that I'm sure we're going to discuss because there was um surprising amount, I feel like, of like pool related murders i suppose like drowning someone in a pool or pushing them into a pool is uh probably not the hardest of ways to murder someone um but i'm going to be talking about michelle long uh she was 47 years old and was found fully clothed in uh, the swimming pool at her home in New Jersey on June seventeenth, twenty seventeen. Though it was set up to look like an accidental drowning, um, in her autopsy, medical examiners ruled her death due to blunt force trauma to her head and her neck. Um, additionally, she had bruising on her hands that's consistent with defense wounds, so it looked like she was in a fight that she lost very badly. Um, So then six weeks later, after his wife's body was found on August 2nd, Norman Long, who was 51, was arrested and charged with purposefully or knowingly causing her death and trying to cover up his tracks. Um, Norman was a self-employed construction contractor, and he was accused of using physical force to cause blunt force head and neck trauma to his wife. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so in the six months that were leading up to the murder, Norman started having worse and worse drug and alcohol abuse problems, as well as mental health issues, um, which worsened as the couple unfortunately had to file for bankruptcy. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of stress factors going on here. Yes, a lot of stress factors. And then um, a couple that were leading like right up to the incident uh, that resulted in his wife's murder was one of the couple's dogs who was blind, wandered into their swimming pool and drowned. Um, And then when Michelle saw the animal, she confronted her husband um, about kind of like a bunch of stuff and the family's troubles just boiled over in an instant. Um, additionally, Michelle intended to leave her husband and it was found on her computers that she was actually looking at homes for sale mm. on her computer just moments before she was killed. So she like got in a fight with her husband about this poor dog. Um, then like went over to the computer, was like looking up houses. Um, and then he, uh, beat her to death. You have to you have to wonder, like, did he see her doing that? Was that the last straw? Yes, and that's what the prosecution, when he went to trial, basically was insinuating. I mean, no one was else was there, so no one can really know for sure. But mm-hmm. what it seemed like was that she was looking at that just instance before, right after she'd confronted him. You know, um, her last text message was sent at five p.m. And then they think her death occurred between 6.15 and 7 p.m., so truly not that long after that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so what 
what Norman did was he beat her to death. He placed her body in the swimming pool, like to make it look like she'd fallen in and drowned. Uh, he even though she had up... blunt force trauma wounds and her knuckles yeah, were bloody didn't... from fighting back and. He didn't do a great job of it. No. Uh, he also, they found tra uh, paper towels in the trash can in the kitchen that looked like he tried to, like, clean up the scene of the crime inside of their house. He then went and drove to a nearby car, through a nearby car wash twice. So he washed his car twice um, before spending That's 30 weird. minutes at an Applebee's restaurant that was three miles from his house um, and he went to this Applebee's and he ordered takeout for two aka his wife to try and establish his alibi I wonder what the car wash was all about was he just like trying right, to like it, think about like th like think about what to do while the car was going to the car wash I it it just seems like he was uh, like okay well if I leave now and you know like get my car washed people will see me at the car wash it won't be weird at all that i've done it twice yeah <laughs> um and then if i go to applebee's and i get her food then i'll just like you know be i wasn't even there and i was ordering my wife food so yeah, like i yeah. thought she was still alive um so basically he removed himself from the scene for you know like 45 minutes or whatever then went back to the house came up with the story that he found her in the pool and called the authorities telling the first responders that his wife had drowned. Mm -hmm. So um, he like, when they showed up, he became combative and was trying to like fight with the officers when they were trying to administer CPR to his wife and had to be restrained. Um, and then in addition, when they pulled his wife out of the pool, their dog who had also drowned was still also like floating in the pool. Ugh. What a, what a crazy scene. Yeah. So, the, so like, their dog, who was blind and old, like, drowned in the pool. And then basically, like, it, they just left it there. And then he had a fight. And then he just put his wife in this pool with this dog. Like, yeah, like, that, that doesn't and raise then he more went to Applebee's. <laughs> he just went to Applebee's. I can't get over that. Like, forever can't get over that. Uh, I can't even, I'm just like thinking from a server's perspective, like if you were the server who like took his order and gave his to-go food and you're like, here you go, have a good night. And he, he just, just like killed a human. Yeah. And then he got an awesome blossom. Uh, yes. Oh, that's, chill. um, that's Chili's, my bad. Mix them up. That's not Chili's. The awesome blossom is um, Outback. Oh, I was just going off of my office references when the, he went to Chili's for that meeting and he asked for the Awesome Blossom. It's probably not a real menu item. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Bloomin' Onion. Awesome Blossom might Outback. be Chili's and Bloomin' Onion is Outback. Yeah. We're you devolving actually... and clearly we're hungry or you're pregnant I... or both. Uh, Nicholas is actually downstairs right now making a like brownie cookie thing. Oh, mm-hmm. Go on. It's like the bottom part's brownie, and then you put chocolate chip cookie dough on top, and then you bake it, and that's, then I that's eat not it. Even fair. I'm gonna walk um, over. It's kind of just leave some out on the porch, like for an animal, and I'll just pick it up. <laughs> you'll you'll walk over and you'll go to get it, and like it'll be gone because a raccoon or the possums came and yep, ate it. Yep. <laughs> It's kind of fair because last night I had really bad heartburn and then I was really sad because 
All I wanted was um, cheese. This is so specific. I wanted Cheesecake <laughs> Factory avocado rolls. Oh, yep. I was um, talking about. Those are good. And there's sweet tamale corn cakes, which if you hadn't have, if you haven't had those, they are the best thing on Cheesecake Factory's mem- whole entire menu. Hashtag so not, I wanted those not two things. Not, not endorsed. endorsed. I wanted. I watched a Facebook video where a girl ate Cheesecake Factory food, and then I realized that I needed it. You watched a video so wanted... of someone eating Cheesecake Factory food, and you're like, "Yeah, I need that now. I need yeah. it." Yeah. So it was avocado rolls, extra sauce because that sauce is really good. The sweet corn mm-hmm. tamale cakes, and then the Linda's like nine thousand layer fudge cake, oh, which I normally wow. in real life don't like, but only want when I'm pregnant. I wanted it so bad when I was pregnant with our son, too. That's all I want. So wow. good. I know we've devolved, but are they open right now? Because they're, they're technically in the um, mall, right? I'm not sure. Yeah, they're they're open for takeout. But last night, this is okay. 1030, yeah. and yeah, they close it. They close it. Well, they used to stay open until 11, but now they're closing early, and they closed at 9. So I had to sit on some steps and cry about that. That sucks. <sighs> that reminds worst. me I have a cheesecake gift card, and I'm going to get oh. all of those things soon. For me, if you're if you're gonna come over, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so not talking about food and yeah, we're talking about back. murder here. How do we get? I why know. does this happen to us? We we talk about cannibals and we're like, we need to eat some food now. Ice cream, ice cream. Um, it's because he went to Applebee's, which we're we're not even talking about Applebee's. But speaking of like chain restaurants, I guess yeah. I don't even know what Applebee's sells, so I can't apples. And bees. Okay. So um, they arrested him. It was pretty obvious. There was the the blood, her blood and paper towels in the kitchen trash can. Um, They finally got him to admit to getting in a fight with his wife and beating her. But he kept, um, he maintained that her death was an accident. And he said that he wasn't in his right mind at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, still on April 30th of 2019, he accepted a plea deal, which dropped his charges down to first degree aggravated manslaughter. And he was sentenced to 15 years in prison. So he said that he was doing, he said that he wanted to accept a plea deal one, because I feel like he got a bargain, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. he oh, said yeah. that he was doing it because he didn't want to put his, her family or his family through a trial, after this when he says it was an accident and he feels so terrible about it um but the judge of the case took issue actually with the fact that he kept trying to say that the death was an accident um despite the fact that it oh, was yeah. even like yeah. a he fight took a plea deal was, saying like, he was guilty yeah but then he was like i'm guilty and he's like but it was an accident blah 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 and the dude was like the judge was like it wasn't an accident like that's very annoying that you keep saying this um, and he actually wanted to give Norman a longer sentence, but he um, had to stay in accordance with the plea agreement. So he gave him the max sentence he possibly could, which was 15 years in prison and then five years of like visited parole mm-hmm. after that. Um, I like when judges are just like, you know what? You're a terrible human being. Yeah, yeah. He I've was been like, in this courtroom for 20 years and I've never seen a more despicable person, you know, when they just voice their opinion. Yes, like um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and her dissent caller. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He he Ruth Bader Ginsburg to this guy. 
and was Bam. literally like, stop saying it was an accident. It wasn't an accident. You're terrible. I can't believe you got this plea deal. I wish I could give you a longer sentence. Like, dude, how do you? It was an accident. But then to cover it up, I went to Applebee's. Never, I can't get over that part. Right. Exactly. If I it was an accident, you call the police. You don't go to Applebee's say, to cover it up. Well, if it was an accident, you'd call the police and be like, oh my gosh, I got in a fight with my wife and she's very hurt. Help. You don't like dump her in the pool and be like, well, this'll this'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's right, fine. Right. Super fine. She she felt hot, so I thought I'd cool her off and then give her some Applebee's to make her feel better. And then when There's I came just home, no way she to just spin was... it. There's no way. No. Yeah, he's the worst. Not a fan. So, um, 2019, fan. he has what? 13. It was 2017. 13 years. Yeah. 13 years yeah. left. Something was, like that. Yep. 13 more years, and he's back out. Crazy. Back out to hopefully, like, just never get married again. And also, he shouldn't be able to own dogs. That's when you hope the rehabilitation system actually works. Right, not just to but punish still, someone like, because he didn't get his sentences maybe as long as he should have, but he's going to get out in his lifetime and live for a while longer. So you got to hope he changes in some significant way, or they give him counseling. But I, don't, I just don't think I guess that's he what was, happens. He was fifty-one, so he'll be sixty-six when he gets out, and then okay. he'll have five years of parole, so he'll be six uh, seventy-one. Yeah. So, nope. yeah, no wives for him, no dogs for him. No. No cats either, just no pets. Yep, no no living creatures. That's probably good. Yeah. No Alexas. We're just going to draw the line. <laughs> you can only talk to Siri. That's it. She's the worst. <laughs> Siri's the worst. Uh, oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. My, my uh, murder is rather similar in that... It's a husband killing a wife um, and dumping her in the pool. Uh, but mine... I should actually have a quick note. I was trying to find one where a wife murdered a husband and dumped him in the pool, and I couldn't find anything because apparently that's not a thing that wives do. I guess not. Maybe they're just not that stupid to think that putting someone in a pool covers it up. Yeah, they're like, that won't look like accidental drowning because all they have to do is look at their lungs and realize there's no water in there. So they obviously died before they went in the pool because they weren't drowning in there. And it's not that hard. Where guys are just like, yep, sounds right. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. That's usually my first search for, for one of these topics is wife kills husband or wife murders husband. Because I like those stories more, you know? Yes, usually more same. interesting. I just... They're just not as, they just don't happen as much, which is so horrible and sad being a woman, but. I feel like there's usually more of an element of justification in them. Not always, not always, but sometimes yeah, it's like, like that woman something who terrible was happening for... to get out. She killed, killed him. And it's like, okay, well, if I was in that situation, I might do the same thing, even though it's technically murder or whatever. It's like, boom, but not all cases, just more cases. The the woman who killed her husband over leaving the toilet seat up. Yeah, see that that's straight up crazy, right? We can agree on that. But being in that situation as a woman, I'm sure you've been like, if you don't put that toilet seat down next time, I'm going to kill you. That's just a fact. <laughs> like yes, but yeah, I get that. So yes, mine's uh, a husband killing his wife, but it's uh, also a sleepwalking murder, which are 
not uncommon. I wouldn't say they're common, but they're not uncommon. Um, they're not unheard like of. They're so creepy. And some are really sad. Uh, most of them are totally crazy, even if they were legitimately sleepwalking. Um, but the story I found uh, happened in 1997, quite some time ago. Um, the husband's name was Scott Falater. Falater? I'm going to go with Falater, because Falater sounds too much like fellatio for me. <laughs> Scott Fal- <laughs> I'm going to call him Scott. Uh, anyway, he went to bed, and when he woke up, uh, the police were surrounding his home, and he was about to be arrested for killing his wife. That's the story he tells. He went to sleep. He woke up to a bunch of police surrounding his house. Um, so that was his perspective. His wife, Yarmila, was stabbed 44 times and then and then drowned in their pool. So she wasn't dead yet. She actually did drown in the pool. I imagine she couldn't escape the pool because she was stabbed 44 times. And then he still <laughs> drowned her after that. Now, there were actually some eyewitnesses to this because stabbing someone 44 times takes a long time. And there was a bit of yelling involved as well as barking dogs. Uh, so the neighbors poked their heads out and saw some of what happened. And they called 911 immediately, too. Right. So they witnessed um, some, of the, some of these events. And the one neighbor who called the police... Uh, uh, a quote from from them to the dispatcher was, the husband just threw, I believe, the wife into the pool. It looked like he's holding her underwater. Um, so they saw him do that. And then Jeez. When, yeah, I know. Imagine like rear window stuff, seeing that happening in real time and being on the phone with the police. It's crazy. I literally just like looked over because I'm upstairs and I can like look at the window into like our neighbor's backyard. And I'm like... Don't see, doing don't see a murder. Don't see, don't see a murder. Anything. I don't, they've never been outside except for the one time that like their husband or whatever, the guy who lives there was like outside vacuuming their roof. And that was the only time I've seen them. <laughs> vacuuming the roof. That's dedication to cleanliness. Yep. So when the police arrived, they found Yarmila dead floating in the pool. Scott and both of his kids, they had two kids, were asleep oh. asleep in the home. So he was supposedly asleep. Um, police found evidence that Scott hid his clothes and the murder weapon and washed blood off of his body. Nope. See, that's how you right. know he's not asleep right there. Exactly. And witnesses stated they saw Scott leave his house with gloves and drag his wife to the pool. So he had gloves on, according to eyewitnesses, and then hold her underwater. So they saw him kill her, and he was prepared enough to put gloves on. He was premeditated enough to put gloves on and then realized what he had done was bad enough that he should hide and wash. Right. So despite all of that, Scott claimed that he remembered none of it. Mm, He did a sleepwalker myself. I can say that's not true. Wait, wait, you're a sleepwalker. Nah, I like grew out of it. A lot of kids are sleepwalkers and then, and then grow out of it. Um, but you, like, you legitimately wouldn't have any sort of, like, oh, I should hide my clothes now. Like, it's not like you're in, like, a zombie mode. Like, you're no, just, no. your body is moving and your brain is not there. Like, I, I would sleepwalk into my parents' room and then, like, sometimes I'd wake up and be like, how the fuck did I get here? Uh, my brother used to sleepwalk more and there were two incidents that were fantastic. Uh, one, he went to the laundry room where the hamper was. He lifted it up and he started making a motion as if he was going to pee in the toilet. 
but my mom caught him in time and redirected him so he didn't pee all over everyone's clothes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you know, he's a young kid. The other one, weird, he w- walked into the kitchen, opened up the drawer and asked where the knives were, which gives a little bit of truth to this alibi of being a sleepwalker and looking for a knife. I don't I, I have no idea what for, but kind of creepy creepy i wonder if he was like i always wonder if you're having like a wild dream and then if you woke up if you would have any like capability of remembering or like a mundane dream like i'm gonna cut an onion and i need a knife (laughs) i just my my only dream i could think of was that he somehow got gifted a giant steak that was so big and it was taking up his whole entire bed so he had to go get a knife so he could cut some room for him to sleep cut his bed up uh so Scott actually did have a disorder. Um, I think it's pronounced somnambulism, which is sleepwalking. And mm-hmm. by all accounts, there, there was no issue in their marriage. You know, the neighbors, friends, family, they had no money problems. So there was no evidence uh, of abuse. There was no previous uh, police calls, like I said. And then, um, uh, oh yeah, and the other thing I was in my notes, they, they were both faithful. There was no evidence of any of their relationships either. Um, which is why it seems so strange. And to this day, yeah. there was no motive. There was just no motive. I mean, maybe That's they were so just weird. arguing the night before. Um, I mean, it kind of gives some credit. I mean, I still think it's sketchy, but like the fact that he actually had like a known sleepwalking problem, well, I mean, could be like if you have a sleepwalking problem, you're like, well, that's a great excuse built in, but you know. Right. And yeah. there was no actual issues. I don't know. So that's why this is kind of a weird a weird case. And, and the sleepwalking defense has worked in the past. A man in 1982 stabbed his wife 26 times and he got off saying he was sleepwalking. I don't have the details on that story. Maybe he didn't, I don't know, hide the murder weapon in his quote-unquote <laughs> sleep. But uh, during the trial, sleep experts uh, didn't buy it. They talked about how sleepwalking occurs with people doing routine activities, just like what you said. Um, and the more complex the activity, the less likely they're actually sleepwalking. So they didn't deny it, it could be possible, but it was very I just, unlikely. I mean, I also think it'd be super weird that she would like, you know, she probably would fight back or like lash out and he like didn't wake up at all. Like she's like being like, don't stab me and screaming right, and slapping right. you in the face and you're not waking up. Yeah, and I have heard of things before where it's hard to wake up, like when you're sleepwalking. But but still, um, it's I all, mean, all of the complex activities he he did shouldn't, after. Shouldn't like you shouldn't wake sleepwalkers up. No, that's night terrors. Never mind. I don't know anything about waking sleepwalkers up. I don't know either. Not sure. Well, when I used to sleepwalk as a kid, and I would walk into my parents' room, they would scream, and it would wake me up. So. <laughs> That's because didn't you just like walk into the room and just stand there and stare at them? I would stay. I would go not to my dad's side because it's pointless. So I'd go over to like my mom's side of the bed and I'd just like go right up by her head. And then I would just stand there and stare at her until she like felt a presence and woke up and then she'd scream. And then <laughs> your, I'd scream because dark, she woke me up and it scared me. Dark brown hair. You're like the girl from the ring. <laughs> just yeah. staring down Except at I had a, I had a, bo- oh. I was like the girl from, um, 
I had like shorter hair and bangs. Yeah, so right. the movie The Orphan, I was mm, that mm-hmm. girl. You were like that. Man, you could have killed St- your parents with your sleepwalking craziness. Just think about that. I used to sleepwalk into Kelly's room too, so. Yeah, she told me stories and then she'd like guide you to the bathroom and have you go and then she'd put you back to bed. <laughs> yeah, and I would just be totally asleep the whole time. But see, mundane tasks. And she didn't scream at me. She'd just wake up and be like, not this shit again. <laughs> yeah, there's been a couple of times where the kids have walked in because of whatever reason. Recently, Bennett wet the bed because he drank like a gallon of water before <laughs> bedtime. And and he came up and I had a little startle. Like, I was like, oh, okay. Are you okay? I'm trying not to like freak out and scare him, but you know, yeah. So all this shit can happen, um, as as the expert said, it's possible. But the level of activities he took place very unlikely. I mean, he didn't just grab a knife and start stabbing his wife and sleep through it. He dragged her to the pool, held her underwater, and drowned her. And then Had he hit the clothes, on. washed himself before going back to sleep. So that was too much of a stretch for the jurors. But some of them said after, I fully believe he may have been asleep when he started. And then he woke up and was like, oh, my God, what did I do? And then he tried to, like, cover it up. Yeah. Yeah. Which you should never do. Like, if you legitimately do something by accident, you should just call and be like, God damn it. Help. Yeah, help. I I don't know what happened. I need help. Yeah. Uh, so about two years after the incident happened in 1997, he was uh, convicted in 1999, and he was up for either life in jail or death, um, the death penalty. His family pleaded to let him live. Even the victim's mother pled to the judge that he only get wow. life in jail and not death because she didn't want her grandkids to have their father taken away as well. Um, and maybe they believed him, or maybe they wanted to believe him that you know it was an accident and he didn't remember yeah and his kids testified that they wanted to keep him alive so the judge agreed to give him life in jail instead of the death penalty you know what's insane is he got life in jail and then like the guy from my murder who was fully awake and beat his wife and drowned her and went to applebee's got 15 years and his family was like screw this guy he sucks and they're like oh 15 years and this guy his family's like we love him and we think maybe he was sleeping and you know please keep him alive and he got it's just there's no consistency it makes absolutely no sense no the only difference is the other guy took a plea deal whereas he continued to say I don't remember anything, which I think, I think the judge is like, you had to have remembered something. It's impossible. You slept through all of this. That's true. It probably like a lot of times, if you take a plea deal, it's less than what you're going to end up. Supposed to be owning up to the mistake, which is why the judge had an issue because he really didn't own it. He just did the paperwork basically. Yeah. Makes sense. So years and years later, um, Scott, he's a tutor and a library clerk. And he's an all-around, quote-unquote, good prisoner. Uh, And a recent article in 2019 said that even 20 years later, or I guess 21 now, but um, 20 years at the time of the article, he still maintains he has no recollection of the killing, which to me is horrifying. Because if he's telling the truth, he accidentally did this somehow, doesn't remember it. Maybe he even just blacked it out or something. And now he's living in jail, probably still loves his wife and his children, and it's all taken away. And we don't really know. Like, maybe he's being 100% honest and he's the anomaly, right? If he is telling the truth, 
like it's i mean it's super sad to begin with and i feel so terrible for those poor kids who are visiting who lost their mom and now have to visit their dad in jail all the time Mm -hmm. um but like he's yeah if it really if he really didn't remember it and it was totally sleepwalking in an accident like not only is he like mourning the loss of his wife but he's mourning the loss of his wife everyone thinks he did it and then he's having to go in jail that's so many things I, I don't know if I could, I, I could stand it. Like if I was in that position and it was an accident and I, I didn't remember it, I, I, I'd probably just give up. Like, uh, except for but the kids. But on the other hand, except like for the kids coming if to visit. he um, did do it or woke up and then covered it up and was like somehow in part of it, like how, I almost feel like once you get convicted and you're going to jail anyways, like you should just have to tell the truth. Because like mm-hmm. there's no closure for anyone if he's just like oh, i don't remember and you just never know right so if he really did do it and he does remember and he for 21 years has been saying that he doesn't he's crazy that's insane that's a lie for 21 years which also i feel like is nutty i think sometimes they they start to believe their own lies too though it becomes the truth that's yeah that's true right? you, I mean, you, you live that lie for 20 years now it's your reality Exactly. Yep, that was what I was going to say. So, um, boo, even though we don't have pools right now, we can still have pool chemicals. Uh, So, pool chemicals are super dangerous. Um, I don't think I ever really realized it um, previously, but... uh, they led to an estimated 4,535 U.S. emergency department visits annually, um, according to a CDC morbidity and mortality weekly report, which is the new report I want to read always. I don't know how to get it, but it sounds amazing. Oh, boy. Um, oh boy. So there's like important things like you are supposed to wear gloves when you're handling them and you're mm. to make sure that they don't get wet or they become um unstable and so i was like oh well can you like over chlorinate a pool and then you know that's bad and you get inside and you can get like chlorine rashes but okay it's really 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 hard to over chlorinate a pool to the point in which like you would get third degree burns all over your body Mm -hmm. it'd be like straight up chlorine at that point yeah and what i was i learned so many things about chlorinating your pool um if your pool smells like chlorine um it's because it's actually under chlorinated Hmm. and free chlorine which is like chlorine that is clean and new or whatever when you have enough chlorine doesn't actually smell like anything that strong chlorine smell comes from attached chlorides and that's when chlorine like gloms onto like dirt or sweat or whatever it's supposed to be like cleaning out of the pool so if a pool smells super chlorine or if a pool is turning your hair green it's because there's actually not enough chlorine the more you know yeah more you know rainbow um okay so anyways the top diagnosis um of emergency room visits is poisoning due to breathing in the chemical fumes vapors gases for example, when opening chlorine containers. Yeah, the vapors and, like, and well, gases, that's, that's, that's a real danger. Um, yeah, so it can cause like a bunch of respiratory issues and um, all of that. So uh, one of the places I was thinking that would be pretty easy to 
hide a open container of chlorine and fill up in vapors is the garage. Mm -hmm. So I was going to take this workbench that my husband pined over for three weeks and then immediately bought. Um, and how, there's how like a couple of... Uh, how often he would use that workbench? It's going to annoy me to say he's actually used it quite a few times. <laughs> oh, well then. Well, okay, okay. Um, I mean... Only because we are we put new baseboards in our son's room this mm -hmm. past weekend, and we're putting new baseboards in the nursery. So he's been doing a lot of like cutting baseboards on it for it. different rooms, and he used it for something else. He probably like super glued something together. I don't remember. Um, so there's a couple empty drawers though, because he has a giant workbench and like eight tools. So I would just fill those drawers with just like dump the chlorine powder into those drawers so that then the fumes would come out through the workbench cause they don't like seal tightly or anything. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then when he was standing there cutting the baseboards for the nursery, uh, he would inhale the fumes and suffer respiratory failure. Boom, boom, boom. Nasty. And then that's nasty. And then I could literally just be like, "Why does he have chlorine in here?" And just have no idea because we don't Idiot. have a pool. <laughs> <laughs> also, why would you dump it all out in there? Uh, creative. Or you just dump that. the chlorine out and get rid of it. You know, like you could easily just dump the chlorine out and put it in like your bathtub and rinse it down the drain because it dissolves in water. Um and get rid of it forever and be like a dude i have no idea yeah that's actual good no idea <laughs> the toxicology he has chlorine poisoning <laughs> what was he doing i don't know maybe he was <laughs> hot boxing with chlorine in the garage that i didn't know about i don't know i'd just be sitting there like i literally like do you see a pool here i have no idea <laughs> I'd also creepily order the chlorine through like your Amazon account and have it oh, shipped great. to your house and Thanks then steal it off your front porch. <laughs> Get me caught up in this business. That's what brothers are for. Yeah. Scapegoats. <laughs> Thanks. So my hypo murder, my hypothetical murder would be based on this fear I had as a kid from stories, true stories I heard of people getting stuck uh, on pool drains have you heard about these stories i'm sure um especially with long hair. i yeah i always remember being told to put my hair like in a ponytail or in a braid or something and not just have like your loose hair flopping all around i mean i was also really afraid of them because um we had a cousin great cousin who had a pool mm -hmm. and their filter sucked up and annihilated a turtle Oh, and that basically just geez. like terrified me for life. And like, I wouldn't even go remotely near the pool filters, like yeah, not even yeah. somewhat close to them. Yeah. I've, I've heard stories uh, of people getting their hair stuck at the bottom of the pool and they, they drown because they can't break free. I mean, all, like if yeah. all your hair gets pulled in, you can't just rip out all your hair at once, especially underwater no. where you can't get yeah, enough force. You, um, I've also a long time ago, I heard a story about a young child who, whose intestines got sucked through them by the drain at the bottom of the pool. Like they got stuck and it like, like eviscerated them. 
which was the most horrifying thing I'd ever heard. And I would I wish I be could the same as you. Unhear that. Well, hey, we have kids, and it's it's a thing. It's possible. And so, well, did he put their mouth on it, or so? I have? I, I don't I know have... exactly. I, I I really don't recall the details. Um, but when I heard that, it like changed the paradigm of my life, and I will never myself go near one. Let my children go near a pool drain because there should be. There should be some form of safety on that, but there's not. And it's it's horrifying. You need to see my face, how upset I am. I can see. <laughs> it's terrible. I'm sorry. But it's true. It's a fact. Like, I mean, it could happen. So that's what that's inspired insane. mine, these horrible stories. And and so uh, my plan would be to simply, you know, a simple knockout, you know, as you do. Probably on the side of the pool, uh, the cement. So that way she could have fallen and then swim her to the bottom and get her hair stuck in that drain such that even if she woke up, she couldn't escape. So there'd be one, you know, one uh, injury, which could be from falling on the side of the pool and then just falling in. And and the drain does the rest. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, like a real fear like... of mine. It's Yeah, that's now, again, I kind of grew out of the turtle thing and i hadn't thought about it in a really long time but now it's um not a fear for me because i'm gonna avoid it like the plague but now i get to be scared of my children yep getting all their intestines sucked i'm googling that immediately so i can ruin my whole entire night um i i know it's on a list uh, because i i was verifying that i wasn't making up these stories in my own mind and I, I did find a list that i did not read the whole thing but on there yeah. i think that one story may have been on that list. Uh, well, this just propels me further with the fact that I don't think that you should have a backyard pool. They're dangerous. Um, people can get stuck in them. Intestines can get sucked out. Blind dogs can drown in them. And nobody needs that. No. And it's they're expensive as fuck. To build and maintain. Yeah. Well, that was everything I had. Happy summer Happy on that Happy summer. Note. Don't get eviscerated. Keep your kids' hair away from the pool drains. Yeah. And while marriage is messy... Murder is messier. <laughs>